Welcome to Coffee Table Mythos. I'm Leah. And I'm Eliza. And this week we're going to discuss Norse mythology. Ayo! <laughs> A favorite of Eliza's. Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go right ahead. Alrighty. I'm gonna apologize ahead of time if my voice comes in and out. It's because I misbehaved the last six months and saw the dentist and she beat me up today. So <laughs> my mouth is a little bit sore. Jumping right in. This week I researched the Uldra, and that's spelled H-U-L-D-R-A. And the Uldra are wood nymphs who guard forests and flocks. She is often depicted as a beautiful young woman when viewed from the front. Mm. Depending on the story, she can either be dressed as a milkmaid or in the nude. Oh my. However, from, <laughs> however, from behind, she has tree bark on her back and a long cow tail that brushes the ground. Huh. Or a fox tail in certain Swedish stories. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like the fox tail version. <laughs> as, you'll, as you'll note in recurring episodes, I, um, I favor foxes. She's... Oh, that's not a fox. That's a red panda. She also likes red pandas. Yeah. I like fluffy tails. <laughs> anyway, some stories call the Uldra seductresses. They would lure men into the woods and have their way with them. And if they were pleased, the men could go about their way. And oh if... my gosh. Yes. But if they were not pleased, the men would be killed. This is like the exact opposite, well, not even the exact opposite of the Glaston, because the Glaston would just beat him regardless. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, like, was a lose-lose situation. Yeah. So, some in some stories, they marry human men, oh. and the ending of the story depends on how well the men treat and respect them. Huh. So, if the men were respectful, they live happily ever after. But if the husband starts to mistreat her, this is kind of badass. She would reach into a forge and remove a still-glowing horseshoe from within and straighten it with her bare hands. What? Yeah. <laughs> Proving that she's worthy of respect. But just FYI, all humans are worthy of respect and you shouldn't have to straighten a horseshoe that to, is still to prove hot yourself. To, to prove you're worthy. Let me just go to this forge real quick <laughs> to prove myself to you. Next time your boss is mean, just <laughs> bring out the horseshoe. Other times, she would use her very long cow tail as a whip and beats him senseless, causing him to lose his wits and his hearing. Huh. A few websites mention the same story about how when Christianity came to Scandinavia, Odin's chief job became hunting the Uldra. And some believe this would have been like a major storm with lightning strikes striking the forest where the Uldra lived. This makes me wonder if there was like a storm of the century kind oh. of storm back around the time these stories came to be. Yeah. As kind of like an explanation as to why the storm was so bad. Okay. 
Alrighty, so in some sagas, Ulj, that's H-U-L-D, is a mistress of Odin's, and mm. Uld may be the same as the Uldra. Interesting. Uld was a practitioner of magic, specifically magics that could foretell or shape the future. Uld became the mother of demigoddesses Thorgrother and Urpa. Huh. Mm-hmm. And that first one is spelled with a thorn. Oh. So I had to actually copy and paste it into Google to figure out the translation because I had no idea how to get that as a shortcut on your keyboard. <laughs> so in Sweden, the Uldra goes by the name Skogsrua, and that's S-K-O-G-S-R-A with a ring diacritic on top, and Uld in Sami, U-L-D-A. Uh, Uldra are always female because a male one is called an Uldra cow. Mm. And while the females are considered beautiful, the males are considered grotesque. Oh. Yeah. Another tale states that Uldra are kind to coal burners as they would watch the kiln while the workers rested as long as they were respectful. Oh. I'm not exactly sure where that comes from, huh. um, unless it has something to do with how they were wardens of the forest, right. and that's you can you know get kind of like charcoal from wood. In modern day Iceland, there are stories of Uldrafolk, and those are commonplace enough that road builders will go out of their way to pave around, like, particular boulders, because these stones are known as the homes of the Uldra folk. Oh, dang. And while these seem to come from a similar name, they appear to be different creatures, because the Uldra of Norse mythology are specifically forest nymphs, and the Uldra folk are kind of, like, hidden, quote, hidden people, or the elves of Iceland. Mm. And I remember there's this one story I ran across. I believe it's from Sweden. They are very much about respect, the Uldra. And there was a female in her dress in the woods, and there was a little boy under 10 years old. And he was fishing at a lake. And she came out, and he saw her tail. So to be respectful, instead of saying something about her tail, he said, Miss, your petticoats are showing. Aww. So she fixed her skirts to hide her tail, and she said, You'll be able to find fish on the other side of the lake. So he went to the other side of the lake, and every time he cast his line, he pulled in a fish. Aww. So today there's a lot, a lot, a lot of art of the Uldra online. Yeah, there is. BT dubs, not safe for work. Do not. <laughs> Don't look it up on <laughs> company computer or internet. Don't do it. Um, the art's amazing. Yeah. Just don't do it at work. Yeah. Um, and in 2016, there was a movie released called Uldra Lady of the Forest, which was huh. a drama thriller movie. So not up my alley. I did not check it out. <laughs> um, and then otherwise, there's not too many references in modern day to the Uldra. Um, 
like they were in last week's creatures. Oh, dang. So what do you have for us this week? Well, I've got Fafnir. What up? Yo. He's all over the place. He is all over the place, but I hadn't actually looked into the story behind Fafnir and what was up with him until this podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd heard of him before. I'd seen him in, like, modern day uh, media, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't actually looked into the backstory in Norse mythology. This portion that I'm going to be telling is going to be more of, like, storytelling because that's really all of Fafnir's stuff, basically. To understand the story, you need to know about his family. Okay. So, there's his father, who, like, it's either called, um, I think it's Rithmar or Friedmar. Either way, he's a sorcerer that's also a dwarf king with a house of gold. That would be expensive, though. Yeah, yeah. And Fafnir was one of three brothers. Fafnir was the oldest, said to be blessed with a fearless soul and a powerful arm. Hmm. Then there was um, Regen. I'm going to say Regen. He was a blacksmith, good with all handcrafts. He was the middle son. Mm-hmm. Then there was Oter, who loved to shapeshift into an otter. And he was the youngest. Love otters. You're going to be sad. Oh. That, that <laughs> sounds bad. Yeah. Um, so the way the story goes, there were um, three of the Aesir, which are like the main gods of North myth- mythology. Three of those gods, Loki, Odin, and Homer, which is, this is weird. So... I looked up, well, I think it's it's pronounced Homer. It's H O E M I R. He was an obscure possible creation god. Like, there's not, there's actually debate on what he was a god of. Mm-hmm. But these three decided to disguise themselves as men and go on an expedition. And they just happen across the area of Friedmar's home, and they see an otter near the front area. Oh no. And Loki, thinking, oh, we're going hunting, why not, kills the otter. Loki, no! (laughs) And um, thinking it was a good spoil, he presented it to Friedmar, and Friedmar lost his shit because he automatically recognized the pelt. So That's so sad. Yeah, he lost his shit. So all three gods are taken into custody until Loki convinces Friedmar and his other two sons that... Loki can pay for the death of Oter with um, Anvari's gold, mm-hmm. which he obtained, by the way, by catching Anvari in a net when Anvari was shapeshifted into a fish. Okay, so they need to not shapeshift into something yeah. so small that they can be captured and killed. And this is also how Loki obtained the very coveted ring named Anvaranat? I'm guessing that's how that's pronounced. Which was all cursed by Anvari that anyone in possession of the ring and gold would be destroyed. Now, when Loki went and decided to present this to um, Friedmar, he warned Friedmar of the curse. And without, like, paying much attention to that, he took the gold and the ring. Now, the reason Loki kept on, like, he gave all this stuff for the death of Oter was because the pelt just, in the story, just kept growing. So the value of the pelt just kept growing. And he was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay for all this? So he offered those those things. So with 
the accepted offer, Loki and them go on their way. Well, while Friedmar's like, oh my gosh, all my gold, yay, the middle kid, Regan, convinces Fafnir to kill Friedmar for the ring. And Fafnir's like, this is all mine now, and basically kicks Regan out. And he's like, go away, I do not want you. So, <laughs> after this, Fafnir slowly turns into, well, during this story, during this part of the story, Fafnir's turning into a dragon. So he doesn't, from the beginning, he mm-hmm. can't shapeshift into a dragon? No, like, he becomes a dragon because of the gold. Mm. Like, it's a symbol, it's said, of greed. I've heard that. Yeah. So he becomes this dragon, and it's also said that as a dragon, he's able to, like, spew a poisonous cloud to keep people away from him and his gold. I was going to say, conveniently away from his gold. Exactly. So, while that's going on, um... While exiled, Regent lived among men and taught the arts of reaping and sowing, which included metalwork, sailing the seas, taming horses, yoke beats, beasts of burden, build houses, spin, weave, etc. And he waited years until he met Sigurd. Sigurd is an old um, Norse hero that there's like many a tale of Sigurd, but this is the one that deals with Fafnir. So, as an older-looking person, Regan goes up to Sigurd and is like, Can you help an old man avenge his father? And he's like, (laughs) Oh, I'm so sad. My father was killed by my brother because he's a jerk. And Sigurd's like, Well, make me a sword no blow can break, and I'll do it. Because he's like the ultimate bro. He's the ultimate nerd. Ultimate. Um, and Regan goes on, and he makes two swords, and Sigurd takes the swords, and he just breaks them on the anvil. Just, like, one swing. So, Regan's like, okay, I need to obviously make something stronger. So he goes and he makes a sword that's so strong that when Sigurd goes to smack the anvil with it, he splits the anvil in two without putting any dents on the sword. That's a pretty good sword. It's a pretty freaking good sword. So... They go on their journey, and as they're journeying toward Fafnir, Odin shows up, disguised as an old man, on the water, and shows Sigurd how to distinguish auspicious omens, which are good omens, by the way. And Sigurd doesn't recognize that it's Odin at all. He just, he's like, oh, it's this old nice man that's showing me these things. So he gets, he gets to, um, to Fafnir his lair, and Sigurd was basically alone while Regan was chilling behind waiting for it all to be over. Sigurd hides by laying in mud in a trench, waiting for Fafnir to slither over so Sigurd could cut a bitch or stab Fafnir in the heart, and it worked. It worked? Yeah. After all that? Yeah. It was that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit mad about it. Yeah, after everything was over, and Sigurd was literally covered in Fafnir's blood, Regan comes out of the safe zone to be like, Oh my god, you killed my kin, you killed my brother. I would claim a life for a life. But, since I'm so kind, you can just roast Fafnir's heart and serve it to me on a pike instead. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So Sigurd, being the bro he was, just like, okay. And he just starts immediately preparing the meal. Well, Regen's like, I'm gonna go take a nap. And Fafnir was Regen's brother. Yeah. He's he's eating his own brother's heart. Yes. Yes, I know. That's messed up. That's so sick. Oh my god. (laughs) So, while roasting the heart, Sigurd goes to check for the meat to be tender with his hand or thumb or part of his hand. He burns it, puts it in his mouth to cool it, and all of a sudden, he can understand bird speech. I thought you were going to say dies because of the poison monster. No, no. He understands now birds. And apparently that started a whole thing where it's like, if you eat a dragon heart, you can understand what the birds are saying. I don't know how that correlates. I have heard something like that. Yeah, and so the birds go up to Sigurd and they're like, yo, you should kill Regen because he's going to kill you anyway. And you should take the treasure for yourself. And Sigurd's like, you're right. So he kills Regen and he takes all the gold. Turn him into a dragon? No. Why not? Because <laughs> he goes elsewhere. He actually ends up using the bird speech to figure out where he's going to go next. It's like a whole thing. But anyway. <laughs> a long, long story chain. Yeah, so Fafnir was originally a dwarf, slowly became a dragon, which is a symbol of greed in this story. I found it reminiscent of um, Cousin Eustace becoming a dragon in the C.S. Lewis book Voyage of the Dawn Trader from the Chronicles of Narnia. You also, read those when you were little, right? Yes, I did. I read all of them. <laughs> <laughs> also watched the PBS specials and the Disney remakes that got all the way, only up to, I think it was the Dawn of Truth. Mm-hmm. It didn't, yeah. yeah. Also, Fafnir was said to be an inspiration for J.R.R. Tolkien's Smog in The Hobbit, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, Fafnir was also featured in Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yes, he was! Yep, it's an anime and a manga. Anime is on Funimation and Crunchyroll. We are not sponsored by them, but we do love watching our anime. That was such a cute show. It is a cute show, but it is not suitable for children. No. But I do have a plushie of Kobayashi's tail. Yeah. (laughs) If you like dragons... And you like the references to lore, definitely check that show out. It is, it is everything. Yes. It is adorable. And it's not just, like, one type of dragon. They've got dragons from all over the place. Like, they have um, one from Central America, and then they have Fafnir. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's legit. Other than that, I think that's all of the actual um, story bits that we have to talk about. So, reminders, everyone. Uh, Make sure to check out our art for this week's creatures on our Instagram at Coffee Table Mythos. If you want to share any of your own art of these creatures, make sure to use our hashtag Coffee Table Mythos so that we and our followers can check it out. As always, if you have any stories or requests for stories, please email us at coffeetablemythos at gmail.com. And remember to mention if you want a shout-out of either a name or a handle, or if you would rather remain anonymous. You can also find us at our brand new Facebook page, Coffee Table Mythos. And you can message us on here as well. Alright, if you would like to donate to us, you can on anchor.fm slash coffee table mythos. 
That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash Coffee Table Mythos. For right now, all donations will go to making this podcast better. Thank you so much for listening. Please give us a like, follow, subscribe, share, and review our podcast if you have the time. We are interested in what you have to say. This is Coffee Table Mythos. We'll catch you next time. Alright, if you made it this far, I just want to let you guys know that we actually ended up going on a bit of a ramble. So, if you want to keep on listening, go right ahead. But, uh, forewarning, this this goes on for a little bit. So, um, please enjoy and uh, have a good time. It was really fucked up when you said... The one brother said, you know, I need your help. Because this guy killed my father. He goes and does him the favor. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you killed my bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm going to have to take that life dead or you could just give me the heart. Like, what? <laughs> you told him to do, do that it. in the first place. Yeah, he's a sketchy motherfucker. Seriously. Super sketch. And that was the guy that turned into the fish, right? Because mm-hmm. the other guy turned into otter and he died. No, the guy that turned into a fish was not related to any of them. Oh. He was just the guy that made... The gold and the ring. The ring of power. The um, one ring to rule them all. That is cursed. <laughs> I was going to say. To the destroy. Cursed, the cursed ring. The cursed ring. We yes. had a ring in another story about the Blashton, and that was also a ring you shouldn't mess with. There's just... Moral of the story, rings are bad. Don't... It, unless it's for marriage. <laughs> well, it depends on the marriage. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I... <laughs> It's not octopus if it's true. Poof. You know what? <laughs> it's not octopus if it's true. Poof, poof. I'm having mouth problems today. Poof, the magic dragon. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> I've never even actually, like, seen the thing on Puff the Magic Dragon. When I was little, like, you know, back in the day when we recorded stuff from TV onto VHS tapes, and none of the stuff on the VHS tape actually had to do with the other stuff, Right. On the same tape. I don't remember which set of movies it was with, but one of them was Puff the Magic Dragon. So I grew up with watching at least one of the originals. I don't know how many renditions of it there were. So let's just say I was a little bit upset when I hit my teenage years and then everyone was like, yeah, that was a reference to smoking weed. And I'm like, my childhood. (laughs) Going down the drain. I think it's fair to say that everything that we've seen as... Well, like, growing up in the 90s, right? <laughs> right. You go back and you rewatch those cartoon movies you grew up with, and you're like, Oh, that's what that was. That's a lot of my, jokes that, that went, went over my right head. right over my head. <laughs> Cleared right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> now you understand why the, the parents were laughing. Right. Or you're just like, oh, it's funny. Yeah, totally. I have no idea what they're laughing about. Right. <laughs> it's like when I was little, my dad loves, well, still loves, present tense, uh, yeah. Queen and the Eagles. And I listened to that music all, all the, time. the time growing up. I knew the I knew the songs by heart. I'd sing along with them. I'm surprised my mom didn't murder my dad because I didn't listen to him for a couple years. I came back again in my teenage years and I was like, wow, I was allowed to listen to that. Yeah, I didn't get to listen to any of that until I was 12. And I was actually in England and my 
best friend, oh, one of my, my really good friend at the time, she was like, you need to listen to this really weird song. And I was like, what? What do you mean by weird song? It was Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And I was like, okay, weird, but amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you need to, I know the weird, the voices are very funky, but they're good. And I was like, yep, you're right. This is quality. And since then, I was all into that rock music. I'd say you're all into all kinds of music. I am in all kinds of music now. But still, like... <laughs> that was the beginning of the rock. That was the beginning of the rock stage. I mean, it's a good introduction. It really was. And to think that, like, 1991, it, like, resurfaced at being super, super popular. Right after his death. I'm so sad. Okay. That went took a dark turn real fast. We're talking about... <laughs> myths and everyone's like killing each other or seducing and then killing each other or having someone else kill their brother like well, none of this is happy we're gonna talk about something mythical why not freddie mercury right whatever well, i'm pretty sure he was a siren <laughs> his voice Makes sense. was gorgeous <laughs> but whatever <sighs> i think that i love dragons growing up Mm-hmm. researching them. I've actually had some traumatic experiences because I've loved dragons. Oh, no. We're not going to go into that story, because okay, that's rated R. Like, <laughs> oh, explicit. <laughs> but let's just say I've had some experiences because of that. But I lo- still love dragons. Like, the whole special place in my heart. Spyro, the dragon, as a kid, playing the video game. And onward. I think my favorite picture book as a kid was, um, The Dragon Room. I don't think I've heard of that. It's, I don't remember what the author's name is, but it's fantastic. It's a really cool picture book. But I couldn't find it when I moved from, um, one place to another. <laughs> I'll just say it. Some, somewhere I went, in I, when I moved the from United North, States. Northern California to Southern California. Um, in elementary school, I couldn't find that book. And I didn't find that book again until I was an adult. And instead of buying it for myself, I went and I bought it for another kid that I thought would probably like it. So, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Aww. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. But, dragon, like, the thing is, with dragons in mythology, yeah, there's dragons that they talk about, but I, I don't remember growing up hearing too much about actual mythical dragons in mythology, if that makes sense. Like, I've seen pictures, and I've seen, like, renditions, but as far as, like, actually looking and listening and seeing the actual stories of it, it's more like, um, we had exposure to it because they're a main part of, like, fantasy. Right. Fantasy books, movies... You know, that campaigns on role-playing games, stuff like that. Raids. Yep. Yeah. So, like, we knew we knew of them, we had exposure to them, but it's not like we knew the mythology behind them. Right. Exactly. And this is just one. Right, this is and just he that even, he didn't even start off as a dragon, he turned into a dragon. Which is not what I expected. When I went in, I thought, oh, I'm just doing a thing on a dragon. And then I find out he was actually not even a dragon to begin with. He became a dragon because he was greedy. Right. And you're like, dang. Kind of like, um, in some regards, it kind of reminds me of Gollum starting off as the... Yeah, he was like normal looking and then he turned into the monster. 
true, yeah. It's like kind of that same concept, if that makes sense. Definitely. I think it's kind of funny, though, that both C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien have some, like, version of versions, Fafnir. Like, that reflect Fafnir's story. Weren't they buds? They, they were, were buds. Yeah, they were Biffles. They were Biffles. I think I heard a story once that, um, or read a story once, that they went to a party together, dressed up as polar bears. <laughs> what? Yeah. Which is just super sweet. I want the pictures. <laughs> I don't know if there are any any pictures. Dang. That would be cool to dress up as a polar bear. Yeah. There was something I was going to tell you and I forgot. Really? Derailed. Was it all about dragons? Yes. It was? Okay. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I was going to say, your dragon turned out amazing, but oh. I have a feeling you've been drawing dragons for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. actually... Sad thing. Sad note. I started drawing dragons... Uh, actually, no. That's almost a lie. So, <laughs> what I used to do is I'd actually just draw everything I could find in libraries. So, I'd be that weird loner kid that would go into the library, get out some art books, and then just, like, kind of trace them. Mm-hmm. And then what I eventually ended up doing is be like, oh, wow, this card art for kids treating card games are really good. So I, like, would copy the creatures off of that. Mm. And that's how I would sometimes do dragons and all that. But that's actually a pretty okay version. She says pretty okay, guys. Like, it's okay. Check out Instagram to see her kick-ass Fafnir. Surrounded by his poisonous gas. <sighs> Sometimes she's very modest. I'm very self-critical. Every artist is self-critical. Every person who does crafts is self-critical. If you make anything, you are going to worry that it is the worst thing and no one's going to like it. Yep. It's true. Also, I say sorry too much. Yeah. That's just... We're working on it. That's something I'm working on. And I just almost said it again. (laughs) (laughs) I even like you know it's bad when people that don't know you look at you and they're like you need to stop saying that because there's no reason to be sorry for that and you're like yeah you're probably right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is there anything you want to say about the ultra the ultra they sound like sexy ladies yeah they do. As long as you respect them respectful, and yeah. please them. I mean, it's a good lesson I didn't know actually existed in the Norse mythology, and I appreciate it. It reminds me a little bit of Donkey in, I think it's the first track, where he's like, do you want to hold? Do you want to please? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And you got to, got to, got to show some tenderness. Oh, I have not watched that in so long. <laughs> oh, oh Shrek's a classic. Shrek had some funky music, but it was good music. Yeah, it was. Like, we've been trying to learn Hallelujah, the version from Shrek on our ukuleles. Yeah. Yeah. Shout with varying out. degrees of <laughs> Shout out success. to the fam bam that's listening to this. And lets us practice on and their lets deck. And us practice on their deck. <laughs> and um, the ones that are 
constantly requesting that we actually put uh, ukulele in our uh, podcast bits instead right. of just the guitar. Because the guitar is at the beginning and the end. Yeah. Yeah. My, my dad called and he was like, um, where's the uke? And I was like, well, see about that. We're getting there, okay? We're working on it. <laughs> We're, like, we, we, the guitar pieces that I used, the first one I used, I wrote back in high school. Mm-hmm. And then the guitar piece we used in the very end, that literally was, like, off the cuff. Playing around. Playing around. And I was like, that sounds nice. It turned out pretty good. I think it turned out okay. It could have been better sound quality, but... We are using a phone, so, <laughs> like, I at least forgive us until we get an actual microphone that works. works. Yeah, we've been looking into various microphones, and every time I'm like, oh, man. And then, like, I go to the store, and they're like, we have them for display, but you can't buy these. They're on back order, because they're coming from China, and China's dealing with corona and the bubonic plague now. Yes. The bubonic plague. For those listening from the future, 2020 was a bad time yeah. for everyone. Twas a day. Twas a time. I'm having a time. This has been a crazy year. It really has been. It really has. It's been an emotionally crazy year. And physically, physically crazy year. Yeah, physically, emotionally, all around. What is the Apocalypse Bingo box for July? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the meme updated yet. Oh, right. It is July, isn't it? I keep thinking we're still in June. June went by so fast. Like, that was my birth month, and I don't really remember it. It's like it slapped you across the face. It was like, congratulations, you're 29 now. Get on with your life. (laughs) Thanks. Jeez. Happy birthday. What are we going to do when we turn 30? Well, I probably won't remember that either. Oh, it's, <laughs> what's bad at, I'm saying I'm not remembering it. It's just because I have a crap memory, not because I got, like, trash. No, or seriously. Anything. Like, I remember more of her birthdays than she remembers of her birthdays. I I've, only remember if there's pictures. And I've only been to, like, a few. I haven't been to a lot of them. I've been up to enough, but not a lot. Like, there was a time when I was in college that, like, I wasn't there. And I missed it. but i remember the ones i was present for yeah so i have an absolutely terrible memory yeah well i still love you yeah because you're a woman you need to understand this friendship flows deeper than your time recollection abilities (laughs) gonna be 80 year old that shit crazy old ladies and I'm gonna be like do you remember when we did this and you're gonna be like that literally never happened (laughs) and then you're gonna say don't you remember when we I don't know drove across the United States and I'm gonna be like did that happen I don't know. If you say that, I might cry. But I'll understand <laughs> that you're just senile. <laughs> I'm being serious. You're just senile. You're just senile. Am I just senile now? <laughs> I hope not. Can you, can you be senile when you're this young? I mean, technically, yes, if you have a mental illness or something. But, like, 
I'm pretty sure I we drove through that Texas rainstorm. Woo woo! Texas hail lightning storm. That, that was, was amazing. That was nuts. Like I just remember calling the hotel that we were going to and being like, "Hey, so uh, we're coming in." And they're like, oh, it's going to be fine. And we were just so done with that storm that I was just like, I'm so good. If we can edit the video, because we started off with the phone in one, like, in portrait, and then we turned it into landscape, so the video, like, spins part of the way through. If I can edit that part out, we'll post it, because that storm was so energizing. I loved it. She, Eliza yeah. was freaking out a little bit. A little bit. Well, only because the water was creeping up on our tires. And even, and there was nowhere to go. <sighs> Hail the size of golf balls. There was no place to pull under. So I just kept driving. <sighs> it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, when I look back at it now, it's exhilarating. At the time, it was a bit freaky and I was like crying very hard. <laughs> to anyone who would listen. Because I had a, I had heard a lot of rumors that in Texas there had been hail that was like the size of a, of a minivan. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the day I'm dying. Like so. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she did not die did in not that die. Texas storm. No, I did not. But that was back in 2018? 18, yeah. Yeah. September 2018. After we saw the roadside Grand Canyon jerky salesman. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Guys. Listen. So, we leave California. We go, the first stop is the Grand Canyon. And we left at precisely the time to be rolling up on the Grand Canyon as the sun was going down. And it was gorgeous. But as you're approaching the Grand Canyon... Before you get to, like, the actual park, you're driving through a lot of flat land. And on our right-hand side, we start seeing these hand-drawn signs. On cardboard. On cardboard. And it's, like, beef jerky. And then the next one says, like, buffalo jerky. And then the next one says, like, turkey jerky. And then it says, delicious. And then it says... Don't be afraid. (laughs) And then it says, next right. And all of a sudden, there's a car parked on the side of the road with a person in it. (laughs) We did not stop because that's how you die in a horror movie. (laughs) We did eventually stop in New Mexico for some jerky, though. Or was it New Mexico or Arizona? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> because we went through we went through the rest of Arizona and New Mexico on the same day. Yes. We like we blew through there. We went from was it uh Winslow? Yes, yeah. we came back out and we drove back away from the canyon in the darkness. Um and then we stayed over in Winslow, Arizona. What up, Eagle fans? Standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. Took pictures there. Took pictures there in the next morning. Bought way too many uh, gifts from the couple of stores that were open. <laughs> and then we drive through... The Petrified uh, Forest. Right, we go to the Petrified Forest, which I was expecting... Okay, here's the thing. If you know me, you know that I have a thing for rocks. I love rocks. Yeah, she's all about those rocks. 
However, I am also all about plants. <laughs> so, me not having ever heard of the petrified forest before, heard forest, and thought, okay, it's gonna be like when you go to the ocean and you see the trees on the side of the road who've been, they're, they're dead, but they're still standing because they're petrified in the salt water on their roots. And I'm like, okay, so it's going to be like that. It's a petrified forest. Makes sense in my head. And then we get there, and it's desert. And occasionally, there's a boulder. And the boulder is the crystallized remnants of ancient trees. If I would have been told I was going to look at rocks, I would have been very <laughs> excited. But seeing as I thought I was going to look at trees, I was very disappointed. Yep. And then from there we went to Blue Hole, a blue hole in New Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we jumped in the water and you almost drowned. I almost drowned <laughs> because I read 95% of the sign and then stopped reading at the part that said how freaking cold it was. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just gonna go jump in from the top. Good thing I went first, because if I saw how cold it was, my butt would not have been getting in that water. <laughs> and I went so far down into the water from my cannonball that when I the cold water closed around me, all my air came out, and I almost freaking drowned before I got back to the top and could breathe again. Luckily, you survived. Yeah, and then Eliza was, like, half-tempted to stay there because people were setting up for, like, a band. They needed a drummer. And she was like, maybe I should just stay with the musicians. And in almost, New Mexico. You almost killed me, and we didn't do that. And then we stayed over in Texas, and then we just decided not to stop driving and kept driving all the way from Texas to Maryland. What a... That was a long drive. Yeah. Pretty. We drove a, drove a lot in the dark. Darkness. Yeah. On that last leg. 29 hours straight. Yeah. That was so much caffeine. Yeah, probably like <laughs> un unhealthy levels of caffeine. Yeah, so much caffeine. And then like every place we stopped, it was just full of cops. Right. Yeah, like, like the McDonald's. We'd go to McDonald's, all of a sudden there's like 20 cops and no, like one worker. And we'd be like, we're just here for some chicken. Yeah. Don't mind us. We're just passing through. We just need snacks. Just we swear we're not high officers. We're just driving through the state. Yeah. Don't mind us. We're not suspicious just, at all. It's like crack squirrels on caffeine. Wearing like pajamas <laughs> to be yeah, comfortable. Like, like, like bedhead and everything. Gre yeah, greasy hair. <laughs> that was tennis. That one was Tennessee. Mm-hmm. For the that stop. And then one of the times I was driving and Eliza was sleeping, it didn't feel like we went up very much elevation. <laughs> yeah. Like, it didn't feel like I was going up a mountain, but all of a sudden I was driving down a lot. And the mileage out there is like 70 miles an hour. It's pitch black because it's the middle of the night and I'm just driving down and down and down and down and down for like miles. And I'm like, this literally feels like a descent into hell. We... <laughs> think we figured out that we were in the Rocky Mountains? Was that where we thought it was? Maybe. Let me see your phone. <laughs> I need to use your phone. She's gonna look that up. I need to I'm do pretty sure when we watched the nature documentary, we were like, those are the mountains. Maybe not. 
Gonna look it up. That's Smoky Mountains. That's what I said. So, yeah. <laughs> so, it was the descent. Okay, just so everybody knows that if you happen to go to hell, it's the entrance is in the Smoky Mountains. So, we look up the pictures or we watch this nature documentary and the place, when you can see it and it's light outside, is freaking gorgeous. And we didn't see any of it because we drove through it in the middle of the night and also Eliza was asleep for half of it. And you were dying. Yes, you I was were very physically sick. ill. Like, we wouldn't have gone 29 hours without sleeping if you didn't start dying in the, like, one hipster cafe we decided to stop in at. In Oklahoma. I got sick in, so. That wasn't fun. So then Eliza took pity on me and we just drove the rest of the way home all in one go. Instead of stopping at different hotels. Well, we were in uh, Arkansas, I think. And I was like, we could either try to find a hotel or we could just keep going. And then I just, like, got a crap ton of caffeinated beverages. And I looked at, I looked at Leah. <laughs> and I was like, you want to just keep driving? <laughs> there are so many sketchy rest stops. On the way across the country. Lots of traffic truck stops. Truck stops that, like, don't have restrooms. But I was talking about, like, the gas stations oh, that yeah. do have restrooms, but it's, like, in a broom closet and the door doesn't have a handle. Yeah. It has, like, a latch that you pull and slide to lock. Some of the... The one was missing, like, ceiling tiles. I was waiting from that for that girl from the grunge to come out of the ceiling. Oh like, not... <laughs> Just to experience. We made it though. It definitely, we have stories to tell. To tell. Yeah. Just to explain this. So, Leah was living on the East Coast and I was living on the West Coast of America. And originally, was it like I was living, we met during college and I was like, you know what? I'm not really going anywhere here in California. Why don't I come out to the East and try, like, living out there? And then her whole family proceeded to be like, we're gonna, one of us is gonna come with you. Yeah. Whether it's Leah or mom or dad, someone will fly out to you and be with you as you drive your car across the country. Right. And I legitimately was like, I'm going. But in, in reality, there's a part of me on the inside being like, what if I go by myself? This is not a good idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling everyone, I was like, I'll go by myself if I have to. But really, I was like, this is possibly a bad decision. But <laughs> right. I'm going to do it anyway. That's, that's how you become um, a missing person. Yeah. Story. Essentially. So I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, same. I'm glad you got to uh, meet my California home friends. Yeah. And family. And make friends with them. Yeah. Shout out to Casper, Mama, Papa, and Bro, and other sister. Trying not to triangulate anyone's position. Or names. Yeah, like, we have a nickname for for Casper. Because Casper goes by Casper. And it works. But for the others, I'm just going to say Mom and Papa. James. Yeah. That was, uh, got to see your hometown. Mm -hmm. Got a pretty bad sunburn. Because I got this Irish skin over here. <laughs> well. But I got so many rocks. See, when I get, when I know I can have the rocks, I'm excited. And you get all the rocks. And I got all the rocks. <laughs> this is going to be a longer episode. I think we should probably put this 
on the end, which I'm okay with. So if you're all still listening at this point, I'm sorry we decided to go on a ramble, but I'm not really sorry because I think this is important for you guys to get to kind of know us a little bit without, I don't know, actually knowing. It doesn't make sense, does it? But like, to know us as people, but not necessarily, not necessarily yeah, our like, mates. Yeah. <laughs> not our private life. Oh, I'm sure they'll they'll hear stuff about our private life, just not, not enough to not not enough find to us. Uh, find us. Yeah, that's that's the goal, <laughs> right? Prefer to remain anonymous, ish, 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 ish is good. Ish is good. Yes, <laughs> if if it's good. <laughs> BT Dubs, love Disney. Hercules was my favorite movie growing up. That you didn't have. That I did not have. Should have known back then. <laughs> Should have known. 